Welcome to Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bud, with Nader here and Josh as our special guest. So before we get into the actual episode, I wanted to, me and Nader were talking a little bit about our redraft league, our our family league, our friends league, and uh, it, it got me thinking that I need to just tell everyone why we started this actual fantasy football podcast. And, you know, the reason why we actually started this fantasy football podcast is because everyone in their leagues has that one friend that listens to a particular podcast and they think they're God or Jesus and everything they say is gold. You know, I, I know you have that friend. Everyone does. And when they think everything is gold, they do something like drafting Lev Bell number one overall last year. When you had no idea if he was going to play. Or, you know, I mean, he maybe got unlucky and drafted David Johnson the year before. Yeah, the guy who got you seven points. We all know it. So, we created this fantasy football podcast because, unlike them, we want to make sure you're not that guy. You're not that guy that is made fun of in his league on a regular basis. And they enjoy to be in the league just to make fun of you. No, we don't want that to be you. So, we created this podcast especially for you guys to make sure you win your league and you can make fun of everyone else and chill in the corner and say, I'm champ champ, baby. So, let's let's get into it now. So, I'm going to let Josh, our special guest, introduce himself to everybody and then we'll get going on it. What's up, guys? My name's Josh. I'm over here on the East Coast catching a bunch of rain. I'm ready here to talk some football. Nice. Let's uh let's get into it. So why don't we start right off the bat with number one, Nikhil Harry. Nader, you wanna start with that or you want Josh to get it going? We'll let the new guy take care of this first. We'll let Josh get it going? Yeah, right. it'll be nice. Alrighty. Well, Nikhil Harry, first round pick by New England. Uh he's six two, two hundred and twenty eight pounds, ran a four point five three in the forty yard time. Uh, my biggest take from Nikhil Harry and why I think he's number one coming out of the rookie class this year is, uh, well, Belichick. It's the first time in the history of him in New England has picked Nikhil Harry. First wide receiver they've ever taken. Uh, this guy is going to come in. He's going to produce for you. And you can already see in practice and in OTAs, Brady's even taken him aside and shown him the ropes. Nice. So, I mean, I agree. It's a perfect landing spot. They lost a lot of targets with Rob Gronkowski, obviously left. Chris Hogan, Cordell Patterson. I mean, 155 targets that left. So there is going to be options. The scheme is going to work well with him. And I think that's definitely the best option for him to be. The best landing spot. Nader, you got anything? Oh, sure. Yes, he is in a good scheme. I do have some knocks and some things i am worried about such as he is not you know but the biggest thing coming out of college was that he couldn't get separation and that was against college tier corners what's going to happen when he going against the top tiers of the nfl you know if he can't get separation he can't get open you know he's a big body receiver they were trying to replace gronk but he's going to be lined up out wide instead of lined up inside against linebackers. So how that may work out, I am a little skeptical. 
But, I mean, when you're looking at the other talent at wide receivers in this draft, I don't think you're going to find much better than him. I do think they're going to play him as a big slot every so often, too. A little bit of an Edelman setup. I mean, I know Edelman's a completely different wide receiver than Nikhil Harry, but I do think they're going to use him in the slot a decent amount. Um, I, I do agree with the separation issue. That was a big knock I had when I watched him out of college. He doesn't separate well. He Every single catch you see on his tape, the separation wasn't there. Just so happens he's going to be catching passes from Brady, who will more than definitely throw him open. So he ain't got to worry about that, I don't think. He'll put it where he needs <clears throat> to be. So, Josh, does it concern <laughs> you at all that Tom Brady is getting older? He'll probably be around for maybe a year or two more, I think. I mean, it does a little bit. I mean, but the dude's a machine. Uh, he's going to keep producing until he finally just hangs up his shoes. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He keeps showing it. I mean, six Super Bowls, yep. right? Every Jesus year. Christ. We're just asking, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? Nope, he just keeps coming back and keeps coming back. So I don't think we're, think we're getting rid of him anytime soon. And for everyone who doesn't know Josh, he is not a New England Patriot fan. Why don't nope. you tell him what, <laughs> what team you like? Yeah, I'm actually a Titans fan, uh, which Yikes. is pretty much like New England light, but <laughs> we basically got their players and their staff, but you know. So do you think Marcus Mariota is going to be there after this season? Um, Actually, yeah, I do. Um, I think this is going to be his prover year. Uh, this is the healthiest he's going to be coming in. Uh, from the offseason, this is also the first time in his career that he's going to be coming back with the same offense. He's not going to have to learn new stuff. He's just going to improve and get better is what I'm hoping. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, why don't we go to number two, DK Metcalf. Um, Beast. Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard to talk about DK Metcalf, obviously. 6'3", 229, went to Old Miss, uh, second round pick. He's a Josh Gordon type. He's got a huge physique. He's ripped very fast, ran a 4-3. My concern is he ran a three-cone in 7.38. Then his shuttle was 4-5. Let me just tell you, we were just talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's three-cone was 7.2. You heard, you heard that right. 7.2. His shuttle was 4.38. Yep. <laughs> so he had a worse time in three cone and in his shuttle. That's amazing. That so what is, you're saying is, is he's going to be a Super Bowl uh, QB this year. He's going to be a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to win six Super Bowls. This sounds I pretty mean, good to me. There is a quarterback that we think are going to win two, two Super Bowls, right? Right, right, right Nader? Uh, I believe that's Josh Daniels. We'll talk uh, about that later. Josh down. Daniels. I mean, not just Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. There we you go. Gotta know the name before you say it, dude. <laughs> His name is just too good. Um, but I do think y'all can agree. Uh, Metcalf's upside is huge. Uh, could probably be the highest. A, probably the highest in the draft yeah. for sure. I mean, but he's not as safe as everyone else. I would. I would say really? his floor is pretty low. I think um, the agility worries me. I mean, he can't get in and out of cuts. He's not a very good route runner. He drops the ball a decent amount. But, I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes you've seen come out of college easily. Oh, yeah. He's a me, freak. Yeah. 
I'm going to disagree with you. I think he's the safest. Okay. And probably the best receiver in this draft that you can get. You know, when you when you say best receiver, do you mean most polished or do you mean fantasy most fantasy most fantasy relevant? production, okay. most fantasy relevant uh, receiver you can get in this draft? You know, he's replacing probably Doug Baldwin, or he's going to be replacing Tyler Lockett in that scheme. And either one of those, you really like his situation. The Seahawks, you know, even though they do not throw the ball as much as every other team, they are the most efficient at throwing the ball than any other team. So with Russell Wilson at quarterback, with him probably not getting double teams since they're so worried about the run game and Tyler Lockett, so that he's going to get his opportunities to shine, especially since Russell Wilson probably throws the best deep ball in the NFL, that he's just going to be able to just snag him up. Yeah, so my one question is, though, we did talk about the separation issue with Nikhil Harry, and those were college cornerbacks, and you had an issue with that. So what's your opinion on a wide receiver that doesn't have very, very little production in the college level? Are you going to be able to translate that in the NFL? I mean, he only had 26 receptions, 520-ish yards, and I think five touchdowns his last season. He only played seven games, too. Yeah, I mean, he does have injury issues. I agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. He's on the field, though, dude. I mean, it's no denying his talent. I mean, dude's a beast. Uh, I think he got the best landing spot for him as a player. Um, he's going to step in where Doug Baldwin was, you know, they're going to put him on the outside. They're going to give him jump balls. They're going to be in one, one matchups, you know, and the dude's just going to go up and get it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to run streaks all day. If you can run a streak and Russell Wilson can put it anywhere near his vicinity, I think he's going to probably going to come down with that. And if he does that, that's, that's what four or five fantasy points right off the bat and, uh, not including the touchdown. Okay. Yep. Cool. Value late in the round. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So Paris Campbell is our number three wide receiver. Ohio State, six foot, 205, round two, pick 59. Explosive with the ball in his hands. Absolutely explosive. You know, Um, I think he's going to play a slot mostly. It's going to be hard for him to get a whole bunch of playing time. I think they have a lot of wide receivers, tight ends, but they are on an explosive offense with Indianapolis, you know, Andrew Luck later on, I think two to three years, T Y Hilton will be 32. I think Paris Campbell's definitely going to take that spot. I think. Uh, Oh yeah. I think he's going to step in he's pretty much going to go in there and be T Y Hilton's protege. I mean, comparable. I mean, you can't get a better comp than T Y Hilton for Paris Campbell coming out of college. Uh, the only problem I foresee there is the mouth to feed situation. Yeah. I mean, you got Eric Ebron. He caught a monster number of touchdowns last year. Uh, Doyle was in and out of the lineup. He's going to be healthy this year. Um, but they also brought off uh, Funches from Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I've been reading in here, and he's been uh, working a lot in that red zone area. Yeah. And you know, Andrew Lux loves big receivers or big tight ends oh, yeah. in the red zone. So I do have a comp. Or Paris Campbell, it would be Percy Harvin. That was my comp to him, at least. Um, Nader? I don't know if that's... That's probably a good comparison. I don't know if that makes me feel good about him. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I agree. But the explosiveness, all that kind of stuff, is, is kind of why I comped it to him. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to draft 
you know, somebody to replace T.Y. Hilton, then they basically drafted the most perfect guy they can. Yeah. The only knock I have is you're not going to see production out of him, solid, consistent production until T.Y. Hilton's gone, but basically, yeah. Yeah. which is what, two, three years? Uh, yeah. Definitely a stash. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely a stash keeper. You know, somebody you're just going to save for a rainy day, basically. Yeah. So the only potential you're going to have anytime soon is that T.Y. Hilton's extremely injury prone. Maybe when he does get injured, he will be much more effective, but knocking on an injury isn't uh, what you want to count on. So it's definitely the stash for another two, three years. Yeah. And he's a rookie wide receiver. Most of them break out year three. They still got to learn the system and go from there. I mean, it's a little more difficult than being a running back and just being able to jump right in and having that vision. So, I mean, yeah, definitely stash. Yeah. So number four, AJ Brown. You know why don't we let the Titans guy talk about it, huh, Josh? <laughs> Actually, not the guy to talk about AJ Brown. I mean, oh, okay. he's coming in and he's going to be buried on the depth chart. I mean, his talent's there. He's a very talented individual. Even when DK Metcalf was on the field, he was still the better receiver because uh, they were teammates uh, in Old Miss. But uh, coming in, you know, um, I'm thinking that Adam Humphrey is going to get a lot of the underneath. Uh, Delaney Walker's coming back. Uh, Corey Davis is still going to be out there demanding his fair share. I mean, it's going to be probably one of the best receiver cores the Titans have had in years, but I still think A.J. Brown is going to be someone you hold on to for later. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, six foot, 226, was at Old Miss with D.K. Metcalf, um, was super productive. 100 receptions, I think, in two to three of his years over there went to one of the worst landing spots in my opinion uh like you said there's so many wide receivers that they just got there and i don't want to agree but i do yeah (laughs) (laughs) i adam Humphreys is mainly a slot player in my opinion aj brown worked the best when he was in slot he did play outside when dk metcalf was hurt which was a lot but um, i do think he's definitely a stash i think he can be a wide receiver one in two to three years i mean it really depends i do think he's a uh, polished wide receiver coming out of this draft in my opinion later i'm going to disagree with both you guys and say you are to skip aj brown and let somebody else take his burden <laughs> Rich, when you say when you say skip what are we talking we uh, let's talk rookie draft okay okay would you rather have Debo Samuel? Yeah, but let's let's yep. talk. So, if you're on the board and you're in second round, which AJ Brown will be gone, you're are you not going to draft AJ Brown? So if AJ Brown have a Hakeem Butler, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'd rather I think go I Butler. Might. You'd yeah, rather go Butler? Butler? Yeah. Okay. You you want that high upside? You want the high, not necessarily immediately. You want maybe more consistent play out of somebody rather than AJ Brown. Because when you think about it, they're not like the Seahawks where they run heavy and they're extremely efficient passing the ball. Mariota unfortunately isn't Russell Wilson, so they're not going to efficiently pass the ball. Oh, throwing shots so already. You have to think what's a realist <laughs> what's a realistic stat line for AJ Brown not only when he's a backup, but as a starter. And you have to 
be realistic and think that he's probably only going to get like 50 to 60 yards a game, maybe a touchdown. So what's yeah. his real upside on a run-heavy offense? And it's not appealing. Yeah, behind Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, all that. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Even in two to three years, I don't see the upside if they succeed at this run. Well, you don't want to wait two to three years. That's pretty much what you're saying. And, and you don't know after the fact those exactly. two to three years, are they still going to be the same offense? Is Mariota still going to be there? Has his passing offense been better? Or are they still just been running the ball the whole time playing defense? Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. So I, th- I would rather spend, since he's probably going to go in the first round, I'd rather somebody spend their first round pick on a player with higher potential and a higher upside. Agreed. Maybe he won't hit that potential, but it'll Better, it'll be a better draft pick than AJ Brown. So AJ Brown or JJ Arcega Whiteside? Mm. I'd say mm. Arcega. Arcega just yeah. because yeah. Jeffrey's uh, track record with his injuriness mm-hmm. and all that. He only and- has one year <laughs> left on his contract. So I mean, Arcega's probably going <laughs> to jump right into Alshon's spot. Yeah, and they're in a much better offense. Much better team. Okay. A lot more touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah. No, definitely. I agree. Uh, So why don't we go to number five? Marquise Brown, 5'9", 170, Oklahoma. uh, First running back off – or first wide receiver off the board. Uh, He's explosive, a playmaker. He's like a Deshaun Jackson, if I had to comp him to anybody. Uh, That foot injury does concern me. The Liz Frank injury. It, it does take a lot for wider speeders, especially to come back from an injury like that and to heal properly. But Nader? Uh, I mean, he, there's no denying how good he is. He's a very good receiver. The knock I, ha- I have on him is that the offense he ends is exactly just like the Titans, where extremely run heavy, even more run heavy than the Titans, and the oh. quarterback has even more question marks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to be relevant. They didn't have a top 50 wide receivers last year. So, I mean, I know Marquise Brown can get right into that wide receiver one spot for them, but I don't think he's going to be that that productive or relevant. Yeah, I mean, you don't really... He basically has like an A.J. Brown potential where you're not really sure what it is, and even if it does hit its highest potential, you're not even sure that's high enough to the point where you want to use your draft pick on him. The only problem is is he might drop to the point where you just might have to take him just because his value's there. I'm not very high on him, Josh. I'll let you take it on for well, me. Marquise Brown for me, I think, is probably one of my top dynasty stacks this year. Um, I don't think he's really going to be able to put up much this year. He's still recovering from his foot surgery. I mean, I know he's going to be there at training camp. He's, uh, or at least wants to be there at training camp. Uh, but, I mean, the dude's 5'9", 170 pounds. He's probably going to be one of the smallest people you're going to see on the field this year. I mean, and yeah. people of that size, I mean, they just can't take hits. Uh, I mean, the dude's fast. Hopefully I can run those hits and he can get under the ball and um, 
Make some plays for him. Yeah, make some huge plays, but it it is going to be a dynasty stash for sure. Yeah, you're kind of hoping for like one of those seventy yard catch runs for a touchdown. And he'll have yeah. big, he'll have big one. plays, like and that. then you'll start him one time, one week, and then he'll pick up thirty yards, and he'll one lose or two you a week. Points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably one of the best in this draft as tracking uh, down the field throws. I mean, uh, in college, I mean that was his forte. Just put it up, he'll find a way to get under it. Yeah, definitely. So number six, Debo Samuel, round two, pick 36. Nader, why don't you get into that? Since I'm the 49ers fan over here, I will uh, take it here. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you like his situation. You know, when you get picked up by a team that doesn't have a true number one receiver, you automatically like the situation he's in. When you get picked up by Mike uh, Shanahan, a Shanahan-type offense, you like it even more. And when you have the best-looking quarterback in the NFL, uh, it's just the icing <laughs> on the cake. A beauty contest. Yep. Yeah, seriously, a beauty contest. <laughs> you like you – know, he has the route running. He has the skill set. He has the speed. And he has the hands. Uh, it's just can the coach give him the ball? And chances are he will. And his best competition is a wide receiver is Dante Pettis. Uh, even though I am extremely high on Dante Pettis as well, I don't think he will hinder Debo Samuel in getting his receptions and points. Uh, one person that I will say will put a dent in him would be Kettle. But uh, even then, I'd still think Debo is probably the safest wide receiver in the draft that you can pick up. While I think DK Metcalf will be the best one, I think uh, Debo will be the safest. Okay. So solid route tree. He's got good hands. He seems like he is a Dante Pettis wide receiver, except he's like a running back as a wide receiver with the ball in his hands. I mean, he could have great yak yardage. So I definitely think he is a safe wide receiver, especially because you don't have wide receiver one there. You have Jimmy G, you know, but we'll see if he can stay on the field. If anyone didn't know, Nader is obviously a Niner fan. That's, yeah, that's another. I'll be a Niner fan with him over D-Bay Samuels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love the dude. I mean, he's my sleeper this year. Uh, I'm taking him across the board almost every league I'm getting into. Uh, I am purposely going out of my way to see Debo and sometimes reaching for him. I mean, the guy's basically, like you said, a running back in wide receiver position. Uh, he's going to be a go-to chain mover for Garoppolo. I mean, he's going to be next to Samuel. I mean, but I think they're going to complement each other greatly uh, and get some good matchups. Cool. Uh, what? So what's your comp for him by the chance? Debo Samuel? Yeah. Uh, as as an all-over player, I mean, I'm I'm comparing him. He, he you can put him all over the field. Uh, the guy loves to run after the catch. You know, I'm pinning him as like a Julian Edelman. Uh, I mean, the dude's five eleven. He's a little bit smaller, but the dude's got wheels. Yeah, definitely. I would put him as like a Wes Walker. Yeah, mm. I was more of like a Golden Tate. Was more in my comp, but yeah. yeah, perfect. So why don't we get to number seven? McCole Hardman, Kansas City. I know this is going to be a big one. Nader, we can let you start it off with because uh, the Tyreek Hill news. 
but he's 5'10", 187, round two, pick 56, and went to Georgia. Let's see here. I mean, he's going to be the Tyree Kill replacement. If Tyree Kill needs to be replaced, that we're not sure. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty identical, I would guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, so he runs a 4 3 three. I mean, he can blow by people. In my opinion, he's one of the riskiest players, especially if Tyreek Hill comes back. I think he's very unpolished. He barely played at Georgia, um, but I can understand why they drafted him to fit in that Tyreek Hill spot. Especially in that offense. I mean, when you think about it, anybody can probably go in there, fill in, and take in Tyreek Hill's spot and be extremely successful. I think Tyreek Hill's worst game last year was putting up, I think, seven points. And I think that's probably like a really good scoreline for any receiver. So when you have a a high floor and an even higher ceiling for a player in that offense, you have to uh, be extremely excited about having that player on your team or potentially even reaching to grab him. Yep. I'll let you take it, Josh. All right. Basically, we're all ordering. <laughs> Is Hill going to be there or not? Uh, if Hill's not there, Mikhail Harbin, I think, will be a great early rookie round draft pick. Uh, but if he is there, I mean, you're looking at him, he's going to be buried behind three other receivers. I mean, you got Watkins, Robinson, uh, you also got Kels working. Uh, but, I mean, the only thing I can say, though, is what's worse than one Tyreek Hill lining up across from your defense? It would be two Tyreek Hills lining up across from your defense. I mean, how are you going to defend that? Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, I just think if Tyreek Hill is there, it's just going to take a whole bunch of value from Harvin. Yes. And I think we all know that. And yep. with the news that they're not going to press charges or they're not going after him for an arrest or anything like that, it, it just knocks his value down a little bit. Yeah. One thing you do want to think about is that the Chiefs might not want to resign Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Because they might not want to invest in somebody that is a complete high risk. So they might just go back to uh, Mr. McCall over here and he will pretty much replace Tyreek Hill in a quicker fashion than any other receiver that we talked about earlier, such as, a, you know, an AJ Brown or a Paris Campbell who might have to wait a couple of years that he, he might just fill in one year and then be the dominant receiver that Tyreek Hill was without the domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, definitely without the <laughs> domestic violence. <laughs> uh, okay. So number eight, Akeem Butler, Cardinals, 6'5", 227, Ohio State. A one-year production, huge year, 1,318 yards, nine touchdowns. Most of his receptions, 42%, were 20-plus yards in college. Uh, he's a freak, Insane. athletic freak. Why don't we let you keep going, Josh? Well, dude, 6'6". Six, six. He can run 4.48 on the 40-yard dash. I mean, how do you get something that big moving that fast? Uh, I mean, he's going to be a huge target for Murray. Uh, dude's going to be scrambling. He's going to be looking for the biggest body. There's going to be Butler getting open and moving the chains for him. Uh, I do like where he landed. I think uh, he's going to hook up great with Murray. Uh, what they call what 
an air attack. Is that yeah. what they're calling it this year? All out air. I mean, yeah. 90, 90 <laughs> passing plays or total plays a game. That, that's insane how much that's they wanted to crazy. move this ball. I am going to agree and disagree. I think the landing spot's great for him. I am going to disagree and say that I don't think the offense is right right now. Like I mean, like we said, they have a rookie QB, rookie offense, a horrendous offensive line. So let's not talk about that. <laughs> so I, so I'm not denying that Hakeem Butler will be there, be open. It's will the ball actually get to him in time, or be there accurately? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I am skeptical on Mr. Butler over here, and uh, I'm not a high fan of it. Even though that the team does not exactly have any threats to his job other than Fitzgerald and he's going to be gone probably after this year or after the next two years. So he's probably going to be that predominant number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think he is going to be the X receiver there. Um, Christian Kirk can play in the slot and play outside Fitzgerald. They like to use him in the slot as a big slot wide receiver. Big, you uh, know? I, I definitely think we'll have to see what happens with the offense, but whenever you get 90 plays in a game, there's going to be volume and there's going to be opportunity. And that's what we're looking at here, especially with how much of an athletic freak he is and what he, the upside is. Chip Kelly said he wanted to do the same thing. And I mean, it worked for a bit. It just doesn't work long term. (laughs) When did it work? Was it with the Niners or was it not? Yeah, with the no. Eagles. Definitely it was definitely with the Eagles. Is that why you're saying that? You're a little salty? A little salty, a little butthurt, but at the same time, I'm not wrong. Oh, didn't he come to the 49ers because he thought he was going to work Kaepernick? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He thought he was getting a QB that could actually run his offense. I mean, I think Murray is going to be the man that is going to be able to run this, if any can, in the NFL. Uh-huh. I... Disagree. Why do you disagree? <laughs> when we when we when we talk about the quarterbacks, we talk about okay. uh, Mr. Murray. But I mean, when we going back to Hakeem Butler, I mean, he's got everything you want as a receiver. It's just will the ball actually get there? Yeah, I mean, he needs to polish up his route running a little bit and some of the drops. But yeah, I mean, his potential is huge. Yeah, don't sleep on Murray's arm, man. I mean, yeah, no, not at all. But man, he's got a cannon. He does have a cannon for sure. Um, so number nine, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I know we touched on him a little bit er- earlier uh, with the Eagles. Came from Stanford, 6-2, round two, pick 57. Uh, red zone threat, uh, great jump ball. I know he had a couple parents that played professional ball. So, I mean, that definitely helps. That's why he's really good at jump ball and red zone and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Good pedigree. Yes, Definitely. definitely. You got opinion on our Sega? Uh, yeah, I really like him. I think he joined the perfect offense for him. I think he's in the the right system that'll uh, get all the potential out of him. Of course, it'll take a while. I'd say at least two years for you to actually get production out of him, especially because one, they have a lot of insane receivers on that team. They, they're pretty stacked. They start, yeah, they're very stacked at receivers. They're very stacked on offensive weapons. I mean, the their backup tight end at Goddard would probably be a top four or five tight end on any other team. 
so yeah. where you're going to see production out of him, you're not exactly sure, considering that even in the red zone, they're looking for Earths 90% of the time. He's their touchdown guy. So, uh, I mean, while you like everything you see out of him and where he landed to, you're not exactly sure when you're actually going to get that production out of him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a bench test for sure. Um, But, I mean, even uh, if there's no, considering no injuries, um, I think he's just going to be a bench test. I mean, he's still behind Aguilar. Don't forget they're putting him back on the slot. Uh, Mac Hollins is actually coming back uh, all healed up this year. I mean, his rookie year, he was looking promising. Uh, it's definitely going to be a crowded place to be, especially with Deshaun Jackson just running amok and opening up uh, the defenses. Oh, definitely. And then, yeah, I mean, I do think Alshon only has one year left. So, I mean, he'll be able to fit in that spot next year, I think, and actually be some sort of productive. But, yes, he is a bench spot. He's not going to be that much this year unless there is an injury occurrence. Man, um, if there is, man, slot him right in where Jeffrey's running, man. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so number 10, Andy Isabella, another Cardinals wide receiver, 5'9, 188. Guy can fly, 4'3, 140 time. Uh, going to compete for a starting spot for sure. Um, I do like him. Late round redraft, second round rookie draft, roughly. Um, we'll play spot mostly. I know it's going to take some from Larry Fitzgerald, but it will be a split. What was his name? Andy Isabella. <laughs> Isabella. You like the name? Uh, I'm ready to skip on him just because of the name. Uh, Andy Isabella. Hayden. <laughs> Hayden on the last name. I don't know. Is, is that how you judge your... That's how you draft. If first, it's, is their name cool or not? You know, like a... Marquise Brown, that's cool. JJ Argetta Whiteside, Whiteside. That, that's that's it. Like boom, you draft him just because of the name. But then you go on the intangibles. Like, oh, is he on a good team? Is he good? Can the scheme fit? Uh, but for, you sound like first, a is the rookie name. fantasy guy. <laughs> <laughs> go off name. That's it. That's it. You go off name. And it is Billy. He sounds like he thinks the Earth is flat. Isn't the Earth flat, flat Earth? He's a flat earther. I mean, <laughs> we can debate if the first earth is flat or not all day, but Andy Isabella, he knows it's flat. So <laughs> it doesn't matter that he led the nation in reception yards in college. Nope. You're, you're just going to go off of the last name. Mrs. Bella over here is going to beat me in fantasy. Nah. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I bet you were a Johnny Cage fan in Mortal Kombat. Is that true? Maybe. <laughs> What's your opinion, Josh? All right. Other than his name, uh, I think he's going in a great place. Uh, I mean, there's gonna be plenty of open targets there. I mean, a lot of people are loving him coming out of college. Um, he just doesn't want wasn't that higher up there for me on my radar. But I think uh, he'll definitely turn out like three years down the road uh would be a good pickup cool i'm gonna disagree not because of his name but <laughs> sure because let's not lie here <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're recording this so you can tell everyone the truth okay 
so I think he's trash. He's garbage. <laughs> Terrible. No, uh, he's on, like I said earlier, he's on a bad offense, bad offensive line. And you're not going to see anything out of him, especially because they just, they, they just drafted another receiver. They still have Fitzgerald. They still have Kirk. They still have David Johnson for crying out loud. They still, they're still supposedly, you know, the best they have a top five raw B. So they're still going to have to give him the ball. He's still going to be a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, you're not going to see like he's, I think he's extremely deep stash. Great. I don't, I don't see much out of him anytime soon. And even if he does, his still, his name still is Isabella. So it doesn't really matter. 90 passes a game, man, or plays uh-huh. at least. There's going to be stuff lying through the air they might be able to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a lot of plays in a game. It won't happen. Come on. The average NFL team runs, I think, what, like 50 plays, 60 plays a game? Man, they guaranteed it, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if they guaranteed it. Uh, if they did, never mind. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so number eleven, Kelvin Harmon, North Carolina State Redskins, six three, two twenty one, ran a four six. So he has a knack for finding soft spots in coverage. He's not going to blow by you. Has really great hands. He didn't have a lot of separation in college, uh, but I definitely think you need to remember the name, especially on the Redskins. <sighs> Their wide receiver core is not that great. It's pretty doo doo, actually. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, you said it. The doo doo, doo doo, doo doo, doo doo. It's doo doo. Not trash, Josh, just just doo doo. What's your opinion, Josh? Uh, well, I'm actually looking at another guy you didn't uh, say yet on the Washington uh, Terry McLaurin, which is probably another name you're gonna love here, Nader. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, opinion on that? The, oh um, man, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren. Mick, Mick, Mick did, Lauren, dude. Terry Lauren. Did they yep. pick her up at Starbucks with nope. a white mocha? White mocha, venti, white mocha. Nope. With some running shoddy with Dwayne Haskins, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's actually a teammate with Dwayne Haskins uh, on Ohio State. Um, he's coming in. Not many receivers there. He's going to have rapport with Dwayne Haskins. Who's he going to think he's going to look for on third down? Who's he going to look for in the red zone? I think Terry McLaurin's going to be a deep league sleeper this year. Yeah, I agree. He's going to feel comfortable with him. You know, I think that is huge, especially for a rookie quarterback. And I do think he's not going to start the whole season, but I, I think by halfway he's going to he's going to be starting, in my opinion, for Dwayne Haskins at least. What's your opinion, Nader? Uh, we're still talking about Kevin Harmon, right? No, yep. we're talking. About, <laughs> we're talking about Lauren. So we, okay, well, Terry Lauren, remember? I mean, Jumps when you have, yeah, when you already have a rapport with your quarterback, then you're going to see probably immediate uh, success in the NFL together. I think, for example, C.J. Beathard and George Kittle, right when they got into the NFL together, uh, you saw both of them have comfort and success throwing it the ball just pitch and catch to each other but his last name's lauren 
Exactly. Mick, so. it's Lauren. It's, Jeez. It's, not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Lauren. We're just gonna say Lauren. Terry Lauren. <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Terry. <laughs> well, I'm not drafting him. That's for sure. But you can feel free to. I'll draft Kevin uh, Kelvin Harmon. You could draft Lauren, and then we can see who does better. Nah, I'll keep an eye on him on the waiver wire, man. So there's her, a. Actually. We're gonna get on to some sleepers and some names to know. Um, Deontay Johnson is a guy for me on Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Antonio Brown's gone. Um, he can play that outside, a smooth route runner, has good hands. I know they have James Washington and uh, Dante Moncrief, but I think we all saw what Moncrief does. I think there's an opportunity for Johnson to be able to fit in there. Oh, you didn't hear? ESPN saying he's number two this year. Who, Mockery? Yep, <laughs> I, I heard. I heard that too. I'm. I'm not gonna believe that. Yeah, it's I've still the underwear Olympics, okay? There's. Nope. <laughs> it's not real training camp yet. What's your opinion, Nader? Uh, I like his. I like him. I like where he went, and I like his talent. But uh, I think it'll be a while till we see actual production out of him. He's gonna be a, a deep sleeps, deep sleeper stash. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it you can say about him. You like his talent. Again, you want to question the quarterback that he's playing for. Roethlisberger? The burger. The burger. Will he be playing that long? Enough to the point where he is playing that he'll have a quarterback throwing it to him? Yeah, I mean, this is more upside. I see him as he could be an upside guy. He could get that starting spot where a lot of shares are gone. A lot of targets are gone from Antonio Brown. It's more of a sleeper pick, you know? Agreed. So next one be Riley Ridley. Uh, he's way back on the depth chart for Chicago Bears, um, but it's a guy to look out for. His brother, Calvin Ridley is on Atlanta Falcons, obviously. Most people know that already. <laughs> it was a big sleeper last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Well, uh, the, go ahead, the only thing, The only thing I really can say on this subject is the dude is going to be buried. And when yeah. I say buried, I mean he's buried, buried behind all those mouths they're feeding over in Chicago. I mean, uh, got Gabriel... Uh, Allen Robinson, um, you got Tyreek out of the backfield. Uh, this new Montgomery, is he supposed to be a catcher out of the backfield? Um, yeah. You know, it's it it's it's a lot of ball to go around, and I don't think he's going to be relevant right away. Yeah, no, not at all. Deep sleeper. So why don't we talk about Jalen Hurd, Nader? It's your boy on your Niners. Yeah, uh, he's he's a project, little gadget player. And typically in the NFL, gadget players don't succeed. I mean, he's 6'5". He's, he was a running back for a year, or running back before, and then he played wide receiver for a year. The dude's huge. Massive. You like <laughs> everything that he has. He's a little bit unproven, I'd say. And I'm not sure where he fits as of right now, but if you're going to 
put him on a team, you definitely think Shanahan would know a way to fit him into that scheme and get some production out of him. Uh, he doesn't. He has the potential to take the number one spot, especially because your competition now is Dante Pettis and Debo Samuel. While they're very talented in themselves, Jalen Hurd can outshine them in his situation, especially when you're six four, six five, and you got some blazing speed. Uh, you definitely like his situation, and you're gonna get him as probably in the late rounds. Or I maybe mean, he's he's an upside guy, you know? very upside, an upside guy, high floor. I mean, high ceiling, but he has an insanely low floor. I mean, Tavon Austin was supposed to be the same gadget receiver as him. And uh, after one year, we never even heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurd would probably eat Tavon Austin for breakfast, right? Yeah. Jalen Hurd's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, well, yes. When I hear his name, I think of Cordell Patterson. I think of him as a gadget player. Yeah. And what a better place than someone who knows how to use gadget players. Uh, plug him in. Give him the ball, see what happens. The dude's just a freak. Yeah, man. Cool. Now, are you comparing him and hoping he becomes a Cordell Patterson, or do you think he's no, better no. than Cordell Patterson? I hope he doesn't. Well, for your team's sake, I hope he doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the only person who got any relevant usage out of him was the great Holy Belichick. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So you're saying scheme? Over team talent? Oh, good lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Nader. Yes. So, why don't we go into some rookie quarterbacks? Oh, sounds good. Um, why don't we start with number one, Kyler Murray? Do you disagree with this, Nader? My boy Jones is number one. Daniel Jones is number Daniel one. Daniel Jones is number one. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Man. You pronounced uh, Kyler Murray wrong, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, yeah, Kyler Murray is probably the uh, number one receiver, or not receiver, quarterback. Sorry. Anybody's a receiver now. He, he might be all. better than anything they have. Oh God. He'd be better than Lauren. All right. Why don't we? Why don't we let Josh <laughs> start off with Murray? How about that? All right, Kyler Murray, dude. Um, I'm infatuated this guy, uh, which is kind of weird. And like, I'm not usually big on rookie QBs coming into the league, but I think where he's going, giving up last year's first round pick to take Kyler Murray. I mean, he's only got one year starting, but he's got over 4,000 receiving yards, 42 touchdowns, it's 69% completion percentage. I mean, the dude is small, but he's got a cannon, like I said earlier. I mean, he's going to be able to run, so we don't got to worry about that line I told you not to talk about earlier. <laughs> he's going to use his legs. He's going to open things up, and he's going to find holes uh, in the NFL. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear your take. Okay. Well, if you're going to draft the player, hoping that he could scramble behind a line like Russell Wilson can, I feel like uh, you're hoping he gets injured. <laughs> really <laughs> I, he's he that line is horrendous and he doesn't have the receiving talent that i'd say seattle has or seattle had to say the least so it's like a fits man 
I mean, Fitzy's not Fitzy. dead, dude. He's not dead. Fitzy's still a dead. good receiver. He's still a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but right now, I do not see that offensive line being able to support Kyler Murray or his scrambling ability. I mean, first of all, he's what Kyler Murray's five ten. Yep, five ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, hey, the only way he can throw the ball is if he <laughs> runs out, runs out of that pocket. And with that I being mean, said, they're going to scheme plays for him to roll out. He's going to play in shotgun. I think they said that's all he's going to play. 90% of the time. Yeah. 90%, 90% of the time. I mean, I definitely think he's high upside for sure. He's, I think he's, he's going to be safe too because you know he's probably going to start. I mean, who else are they going to start? Exactly. But his running ability, just like Josh Allen, Lamar Josh Jackson. Allen. Exactly. But they, he can throw better than both of them, in my opinion. Yeah. And I like the offensive scheme way better than both of them. It's not saying opinion. much if they throw better than both of them. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you're going to get fantasy production out of him just because yeah. he can get running yards, rushing touchdowns. And chances are they're probably going to be playing from behind most of the games. So he's going to have to throw. If you are in a league where sacks is minus a point, you might be in trouble. Uh, he's probably going to fumble a lot, especially you're playing in a in a division with Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald, now Bosa, and uh, the stacked defensive lines, especially with the Seahawks. I don't even know who the Seahawks have anymore. <laughs> That's a great fuck argument. <laughs> exactly. Fuck the Seahawks. It's pretty dismal. <laughs> But I mean, he's he's going to be running for his life most of the time when he's playing. It's usually going to be sat or hike, and then he's running. So I mean, I don't like his situation a lot at all. He's going to get fantasy production just because of the nature of how he plays. And that's but all we care about. That's yep. that's basically all we care about. that's that's true. <laughs> that's the name of the game. My bad, I forgot. I think he is should it? be is a it top ten quarterback. You know what I mean? A top ten. He's over here in other names. Huh? <laughs> So he's over here loving names. He's worrying more about that than production. I mean, <laughs> Lauren's a good name. Terry Lauren. <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Oh, Hating on my dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hating oh. on your woman, actually. Mitch. Mitch. Oh. Well. <laughs> so, so manliness to it. Why don't we go to Dwayne Haskins? All right. All right. And why don't we let McLaurin love her? Talk about Haskins. All right. Haskins, uh, Dudum has had 5,000 yards in his only and first year starting. 4,831 yards. He had 50 touchdowns, most out of any QB last year, 70% completion percentage, and he's going to be starting, I think. Um, but I don't know. I think Dwayne Haskins, he's going to come in, and he's going to wow a lot of people. Um, I don't think he deserved – uh, the draft position that he was given. I think he should have been up there way before somebody that's less names. What Jones? Jones. Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Irrelevant. Do you know who Jones is? Best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Hold wow. on. He's, he's lower in the rankings. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you can make your argument. <laughs> uh, I think two quarterback league he's probably going to be irrelevant either i mean he might not start this year like i said i think he'll probably start about eight games it depends 
Uh, yeah. I mean, Keenum, Keenum might start. It, it, it really depends, but I oh. don't think he's going to start right off the bat. <laughs> my opinion. Just saying. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a dynasty league, chances are you already have a quarterback. And if you do, but you're worried about him, I would pick Dwayne Haskins over Kyler Murray, mostly just because Ooh, he is in a. That's hot. In a, yeah, it's hot. He's probably in a better offense. He has probably better running backs. And Geis and A.G. Peterson. Definitely. Definitely. And he probably, he's in a better offensive line, obviously. He could put anybody. <laughs> and it'd be better than Arizona. And uh, I like I like his mentors better. There's still Alex Smith there. There's still Alex Smith to teach you. Uh, he's got even one though, leg. He's got one leg, but, you know, he's got two brains. Give him a scooter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and... Uh, he might have, he might not have. Actually, it's probably debatable who has a better wide receiving core between Arizona and the Redskins. I'd say Arizona. Yeah, me too. Yeah, maybe by a smidge. I think but by I mean, a decent amount. I'll disagree with you there. We're going to do like a foot. I'll give it a foot. An Alex Smith foot that he doesn't have? <laughs> wow. That's, yes, that's rough. Smith, that's I'm rough, sorry. Dude. Uh, okay. Well, why don't we go to. Drew Locke. Yes, not Daniel Jones. Drew Locke on the Broncos. I mean, it's going to be a little while. They got Flacco there, you know, elite. Best quarterback in the NFL next to Jones. Oh, <laughs> you, you had me uh, really surprised there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> he was concerned. Uh, yeah, sorry for that. Go ahead, Mr. I mean, Josh. It's just a guy uh, to know. I mean, we'll let Josh take it then um, well i love where drew lock went i think there's nobody you can get better to be a mentor for someone that you took in the second round and obviously he's going to be their long term answer there in denver uh flacco he's not done yet he's going to be starting at least half the year uh if drew lock does get in there at all this year uh flacco is usually good for a few games does all right then he gets hurt um but I think it's a, a good place for Drew Locke to go and learn behind. Yeah, I think he has a cannon for an arm. I think it is a good spot for him to be at. I think it's going to take some time to get him in there. Uh, it is a good point to have Flacco mentoring him and showing him what he needs to do and all that. So, I mean, it's, it's a great spot for him. But why don't we get to Nader's main man, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Before we get to that, you think Joe Flacco is a flat earther? Probably. Do you think no. he eats booty? Probably. He definitely eats booty. That's not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So do you like Flacco? Flacco he's easily he's the best quarterback next to Daniel and, Jones. And you like Daniel Jones? Yes. So why do you like Daniel Jones? Give us a breakdown on why you love Daniel Jones. He is the most Eli Manning replacement that isn't Eli Manning. But is that good? That's two Super Bowls. Oh. <laughs> Lucky Super Bowls. <laughs> he he, he oh. beat Tom Brady and Belichick. By himself? Basically by himself. Yeah. I, I remember that oh, wow. Super Bowl. I, I remember him like just throwing seven defensive linemen off his back, throwing 
the best throw you'll ever see in your life to Tyreek or to Tyree Hill or Tyree. Some dude's helmet. David Tyree. Yes, yeah, so some dude's helmet. <laughs> some dude's helmet. He did a bullet pass right there. It was perfect. He, he got it. God. It seemed like luck to me, man. Dude, when I think of Daniel Jones, I think of what better person to play Eli Manning after he retires. Exactly. Uh, like in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he was looking at me. He's like, hey, this guy looks like him, but he can kind of use his legs a little bit. We got we got to take him first round. <laughs> Seriously. I think Daniel Jones will be a surprise to a lot of people. I think he is pretty talented himself. He throws. He has great touch on throws. Something you have to have in the NFL. And <laughs> he is probably in the best situation out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL. He has Saquon Barkley. He has a very good offensive line. And he has some wide receiver weapons. So, I mean, all jokes aside, he is in a situation to succeed. It's just when will he play and when will they get rid of Eli Manning? I still don't see them doing that anytime soon. So do you think OBJ was the issue there? Is that why Eli didn't do good? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Did you just say New York is the place for a rookie QB to succeed? <laughs> That's what he said. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't Did even you, know where I am have right you ever now. Seen, <laughs> have you ever seen a better duo of RBF in your life between Eli Manning and Deanna Jones sitting back there in practice? Do you know exactly what RBF is? The same. Do you know what RBF is, though? Resting bitch face. Yep, yep, they got it, and they're really good at it. <laughs> they're really good at it. <laughs> yep. That's talent right there. If you got the face for it, then that's it. So if you were starting a franchise, or you were starting a dynasty, would you draft Daniel Jones to be your starting quarterback? Well, he's probably not starting, so that'd be a little difficult but to say do. But say if they were starting. Say Daniel Jones is starting? Yeah. What round? I mean, like... Whatever, it, but it's irrelevant. All right. he's, he's not drafted. Would you pick him up and start him? Would I pick him up and start him? I mean, you're going to have a hard time convincing me to not start whoever else is on the waiver wire <laughs> over him. But you just said you love Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, to see, there's good quarterbacks in the NFL, and then there's good fantasy quarterbacks. He, I don't see him being a good fantasy quarterback just yet until we actually see some production. But you think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback? I think like we'll see some talent out of him, and we'll see some production out of it. We'll see. I don't think he's going to be that bust that everybody else is claiming that he will be. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be bust either because I got a secret. Um, I did oh, draft no. him in my rookie draft this year. In my Good dynasty Lord. league, <laughs> but but <laughs> I got him in the fifth round. He was my very last pick because nobody else gave a fuck about him. <laughs> Your lucky Nader wasn't in that draft. He drafted <laughs> fucking number one overall. Metcalf, okay, man. so rookie draft, five round rookie draft, twelve teams. Right. Where are you picking them at? Number six. Where are you? Uh, <laughs> number six. <laughs> got him. That's too uh, low. Number two. I <laughs> I am going to wait. He's he's going to have okay, to fall. So, so I'm going to say you don't have a quarterback. I don't. Okay. You don't have a quarterback. I'm looking to replace my quarterback. You're looking to have. replace your quarterback. You have Flacco. Okay. Okay. And you want Daniel Jones. Obviously, cuz you mm-hmm. love them. 
<laughs> what round are you picking him in? If I am looking to replace him with Daniel Jones, then I'm off, I'm gonna reach. I'll probably get him in like the fourth. <laughs> That's a reach. That's I got a reach. him in the fifth, no problem, man. Exactly. Well, we don't know that that draft might be a different draft. Every you know, every <laughs> league has like a different draft and different priority skill set. So I mean, you have to see what yeah. other people want on their team. So, Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones? If I need a quarterback to start day one, then obviously I'm gonna have to. Oh, well, see, fantasy wise, <laughs> I would take Kyler. Why Murray is this a conversation? Because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We 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 have to figure out like a comparison, like on a scale where we rank each one of these quarterbacks. Like on Kyler Murray, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray or let's say Tom Brady. Kind of, I'd rather have I Murray. like upside. Yeah. I like I'd longevity. Rather, really, I like. Well, okay, uh, not dynasty. I better redraft. Kyler Murray. It doesn't change my decision. Yeah, I'd I'd rather take Brady in a redraft like uh, because Murray. If you take him early in a redraft, uh, the next year when you get him, he's going to be so expensive. Uh, there's no point in taking him there. Well, with the value irrelevant. Doesn't matter where you're picking him. It's just either or. Are you getting Brady or are you getting Murray? I'd go with Brady. Yeah, just because he's proven. It's, it's a big leap to take him as number one, hands down, over Brady. I mean, you, you got to take what you know you have. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. 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 I'm loving Watson, Watson this year. Yeah, Watson's going to be good. Yeah, I like a situation. Um, Kyler Murray, or I'll try to drop decently. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Kyler. Ooh. I don't know. I uh, think they're I'd turning into Kyler. a run game. I think they're yeah. turning into a run team. Yeah, the only problem with last year, Stafford was hurt most of the year. It was back issues that he played yeah. through. I mean, he's tough cookie. Tough cookie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? Russell. Yeah, that one's a little... I don't oh, man, even Murray. with that running, I don't know. That's a lot of running, though, they're doing there in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I go Murray just because upside would be better. Really? Okay. That's an odd scale. All right. Uh, I think we all <laughs> will agree Kyler Murray on this one. Kyler Murray or Andy Dalton? You mean the red rifle? The ginger. And he has a rifle. Uh, they got a new offense this year that might not be boring. They did. I'm super high on Joe Mixon. I'm high on that offense in general, actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So who'd you take? Uh, probably uh, Mary. Can I, can Mary. I do a coin flip? I feel like that's a very safe spot to put Kyler Murray. Him and Andy coins. Dalton, I'd put him like head-to-head. Head. <laughs> that was a, Just, good one, that's a good one. I'm feeling I'm froggy. Gonna... <laughs> it's my turn to pick. I'm feeling froggy. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All right, then. He's, he's bamboozled. <laughs> You're bamboozled. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So I think we're all good today. That was episode three. Anything you guys want to add? Great, man. Lauren. I think it went great. Lauren, you like Lauren? I know no, you I don't like Lauren. <laughs> McLaurin. Nicola, exactly. Isabella. Uh, Lauren, Isabella. Anyone else I'm missing? 
Oh yeah, there is a wide receiver drafted by the Saints. I'm oh, uh, projected <laughs> him to be the greatest of great. His name is Lil Jordan Humphreys. Lil Best, Jordan. Lil, Lil Jordan, Jordan Humphreys. Humphreys. I believe yeah. he was drafted in the fourth round by the Saints. And if your name What's is Lil Jordan Humphreys, then that's it. You're, you're a god. That's it. I think on that note, we are done with the podcast. Josh, thank you for being here. We will see you guys next week. We appreciate everyone listening. If you wanted to send in that dumb friend that you have, a great story, so we can hear it, we can read it on the podcast, and you can make fun of them, send it in to our Instagram, TopTierTacticsFantasyFootball.com, or our email, which is Bud, B-U-D-D, at TTTFantasyFootball.com. Thank you again for listening. We will see you guys next week.